Now, boys and girls, at this time of the year, of course, it is often uh, associated with the Lord Jesus Christ and his birth. And there's a big word about that. This, it simply means incarnation. And that's meaning that when he came from heaven down to this scene of time and was born amongst us. But boys and girls, we have to say that there are many things that are associated with the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ that we never read about in the gospel accounts of his incarnation. And so you will see uh, nativity scenes and you will see plays and schools and all of that and out and about, and you'll see things that never were told about in the Scriptures. I'm going to just mention some of them. You're never told that the wise men came to the manger. You remember that? The wise men did not come to the manger. They came and saw the Lord a lot later on, maybe two years later. It was the shepherds who came to the manger. Secondly, we are never told that there was only three wise men. That's something you see in nativity scenes as well. And I suppose it is because there were three sorts of gifts. But uh, we're never told in the scriptures there was only three wise men. In fact, we would have to say because of the traveling of those days and the uh, Chances are that there would be robbers on the roads, etc. They would have come as a larger group, maybe a dozen, maybe 15, maybe more. So there wasn't only three wise men. Another thing is that it never tells us in the scriptures what was in the manger. All right. Now there's a whole lot of things that are associated with the manger and where the Savior was born. And one of those animals that is associated with the birth of Christ in particular is a donkey. Boys and girls, I have a neighbor as a donkey. And I think my wife really likes him. You know, I think she might be even buy him a carrot for Christmas or something. He's the best alarm clock in the morning. You hear him gowling across the field. And you have to get up after that. So I have a donkey for a neighbor. But boys and girls, while we are not told that there was a donkey in the manger when the Savior was born, yet the Bible does teach us a lot about the donkey. And I want to speak to you this morning just for a little time in closing about what the Scripture says about the donkey. Now, first thing is this. Can anybody read that? Stray. Now I have a donkey somewhere in the house, but I couldn't find him this morning. And I was going to bring him and set him there, and you could see the donkey. But I think Cherie's hit him. But the first thing about the donkey is the stray. And if you turn to the Old Testament, boys and girls, adults, First Samuel chapter nine, verse three, you will see the stray donkey, because there is a passage that speaks about Saul. That is Saul in the Old Testament. And he was a young man. And he was a tall young man. But here he's given a job by his father to do. And verse 3 says, And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul his son, 
Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. The boys and girls, Saul was given a job, just the way your daddy will give you a job to do, your mommy. And here's a job given to Saul. My donkeys are lost, Saul. Go and find them. You see, boys and girls, the donkey was strayed, straying donkeys. And isn't that a great contrast? Because this is the first time we read about Saul. Now, Saul was to go on, and he was to be the first king of Israel. But the first time we read about Saul, he's out finding lost asses, lost donkeys. The first time we read about King David, it's so different. Because King David was minding his father's sheep. Big difference, isn't it? And he, of course, was to succeed the throne uh, that King Saul sat upon. But there's the first thing. The donkeys were lost. They'd got away. And there's other animals in the Scriptures, and they teach us the same thing. Now, if you come a little further to the book of Job, we're going to see them again. And Job chapter 11, and this time the words of verse 12. And boys and girls, I want to tell you before you get there, the photo album's coming out. Because it says this, For he knoweth vain man, he seeth wickedness also. Will he not then consider it? For vain man would be wise, though man be born like a wild ass's colt. So the family photo album is out. Boys and girls, you might not like anybody describing you like a donkey, but a donkey is so much just like you and me, or we are so much like them. You see, a donkey is one of the most unmanageable creatures. It's unbiddable. By nature, it's wild. And that's why the scriptures there speak about it in verse 12. I read verse 11 as well. Like a wild ass's coat. And the donkey is so unbiddable to do anything. And boys and girls, that reminds us about, about ourselves. Because Romans chapter 3 reminds us, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that seeketh after God. They're all gone out of the way. And so, boys and girls, we're like a straying donkey. We're not only lost because of sin, just like Saul had to go and find the lost asses, so we need one to find us, find us in our sin, because we're not only lost, but we're sinful. We're sinful by nature, and we're sinful by birth and by practice, because we sinned in Adam. And so, boys and girls, you and I, adults, we're just like the lost donkeys. That's the first one. Who's next? What's that say? Is it the right way around? Joseph? Sentenced. Come to uh, Exodus. We're going to see the donkey again. This time in the book of Exodus and the chapter 13. And it's actually the 13th verse. And you read this with me. Here's now describing a different donkey. And it says, Every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb, and if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. 
And all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. Now this was the law, boys and girls, that was given to Israel. And here we're seeing a verse that speaks about the donkey was to be slain. The firstling had to be killed. That means the first one had to be killed. The oldest had to be killed. Because it was condemned by the law. And you have to understand that the donkey was one of the unclean animals. And so it was condemned by the law and that meant it had to be killed. It had to be slain. Now you just think of ourselves. You just think of us as the scriptures reveal to us. So are we. We have broken God's law. If I was to grind every one of you this morning and ask you, have you broken any one of God's commandments? You'd have to say yes. And I would do the same with the adults. Every one of us have broken God's commandments. And if we break one, we're guilty of breaking them all. So we have each one have broken God's law. We have not kept all his commandments. And so the condemnation or the judgment of God is hanging over us for our sin. And the wages of sin is death. We deserved death. We deserved what the donkey, the firstling of the ass, was to uh, experience. Because the donkey was sentenced. Sentenced to die. Sentenced to have its head cut off. Because it's an unclean animal. But boys and girls, that's not all that we read in that verse. Not only was it to be slain, but if that sentence was ever to be removed, it could be done so by a substitute. Do you see it? Every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. So a means of a lamb was brought. And a lamb was placed in its stead, in place of a donkey. You know what substitutes are. You play games in the school, the teams, and the substitute comes on. Someone goes off. Well, here is a donkey replaced, spared, because a lamb was given. And if that lamb was given, then the lamb would die, but the donkey would live. And boys and girls, that's redemption. That's really the message of the gospel, you know. Because we deserve to die because of our sin. Every one of us. From the front pew right to the back. Preacher included. But there's one who came as our substitute. And that's why we remember the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wasn't any man as you've been singing. He was a special birth. A special child. Given a special name. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Joshua read it earlier on. That which was prophesied in the Old Testament by Isaiah. What Alec read. And boys and girls, he came that he might be our substitute. That he might one day go to the cross that you've been singing about. That he might lay down his life. That he might shed his own precious blood. And because Christ died, then we can be spared. The judgment that we deserve. The condemnation of God. Because on that cross, the Savior as our substitute, as God's Lamb, paid the penalty for our sin. He was the one that was sentenced to die. Sentenced by God. And he bore that sentence and he bore that judgment upon him on that tree as God's Lamb. And therefore, boys and girls, adults, we can say this morning, just like John the Baptist, Behold the Lamb of God! 
You look to him. You don't look to a preacher. You don't look to a church. You don't look to a set of rules or good things that you can do. You look to Christ. The one who was born as a babe, but he came that he might be the substitute. He was sentenced on that cross as our substitute. So we've looked at the strain, don't we? And we've looked at the sentence, don't we? One more. What's that one? You answered the last time. Now I'll see it. Go ahead. Serving. Right. Very good. Not Chloe, was it? Got the wrong name. Serving, donkey. Now come to the New Testament. We've looked in the Old Testament. Come to Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. Mark, chapter 11, and the words of verse 5. And here we see another donkey in the Scriptures. But this time, it's serving. Disciples were sent by the Lord to another village. And it says, verse 4, They went their way, found the colt tied by the door without, and a place where two ways met, and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loose in the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon them. Him. And boys and girls, there you can see the picture of a colt and ass. Again, it's in the next village. The Lord needed him. Disciples were bidden to go and get the colt. And the colt was tied. was bound. And yet the colt was set free, as we read there in verse 5. Certain of them that stood there said on them, Why do you lose in the colt? What are you doing? There's one who needed the colt. There's one who needed the ass. There's one who needed the donkey. And it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, that meant that he was to be set free. And you know, that's what the Lord does for us in salvation. You come to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You ask him to forgive your sin, to pardon you. He sets you free from the bondage of your sin. He sets you free from the bondage that the old devil has you in. You need to be set free, dear man or woman, today in the house of God if you're not saved. And whom the Lord shall set free shall be free indeed. The donkey was set free. And so can you because the Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth and he came that he might go to the Calvary. That he might pay the punishment that we deserve. But you know there's something here also in verse 7 because the Savior called for him. They brought the colt to Jesus. They cast their garments on him. And he sat upon him. And there's a colt that wasn't broken, as we would say today. Never been tamed. But yet the Lord was to sit on him. The garments were cast upon the colt of the ass. And they were to put the Lord, the Savior was to be sitting on that donkey. And boys and girls, that meant, that's how he entered into Jerusalem that day, before he got to the cross. And he went in in his triumph. And he went in in his glory. And the crowds there that day saw the Lord, and they said, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. And boys and girls, that donkey shared in its glory, in the glory of the Lord, because it was in total submission even to the Savior. And you know, so it will be 
for everyone that's saved, everyone that's born again of God's Spirit, everyone that knows the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, one day will share with Christ in the glory. We'll be in that land that is fairer than day. We'll be in that land where there is no sin and we'll worship the one who loved us and who gave himself for us in that new Jerusalem. And there that donkey was serving, serving the Master, carrying the Lord of glory, the only begotten of the Father, carrying him into Jerusalem in triumph. I wonder, boys and girls, are you serving the Lord? Wonder, moms and dads, adults today, are you serving Christ? Are you still serving the old devil? The donkey was serving the Lord, you see. And that was prophesied by the Old Testament prophets. Alec read from one of the prophets, Isaiah, where the donkey is prophesied in Zechariah, and how it would bring the Savior into Jerusalem. And it wasn't a horse. You see, a horse speaks of war. Before those big tanks and all of that in our day, back in biblical times, the horses were used in the war and battles. And so the horse was symbolic of battles. But the donkey was a symbol of peace. And the Savior came into Jerusalem, riding upon the colt of an ass, the very symbol of peace. And he is the Prince of Peace. And boys and girls, you can have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. What a message. And that's why we rejoice. We thank God that he ever gave his only begotten son. That he came down as a little babe, born as a babe from the Virgin Mary. To walk amongst men that one day he might, might go to Jerusalem. That he might ascend Golgotha's brow. That he might pay for our redemption. That you and I can have peace with God. And you know I would ask you this morning as I close. Have you got peace? Moms and dads have you got peace with God? A lot of people haven't got peace today. And they certainly haven't got peace with God. But you can have it. You can have it this morning. Even by placing your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can go forth, boys and girls, from this house serving the Lord. Serving the Master. No longer serving the devil. Remember this. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve God in this old world. The Lord wants you to serve him completely, totally. Give your heart and your life over to him. I trust the Lord will bless the wee message about the donkey this morning, the donkeys that we find in the scriptures. And the Lord might be pleased to write his word upon every soul.